who has been everywhere early on. Oh, oh, he's got to kick his fourth. The dancing feet of don't mind, Nick Martin. There's a new man in town. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off runs into space. Outside the boot. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to bang on about the Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, I'm glad it's been a couple of days since uh, the Saints game. Yeah. We'll get right into everything around the Saints game, and we'll talk about you know how the team overall went, the players individually what possible changes well i went to the uh the vfl on sunday so i'll give you my views around that yep um and obviously there was one play that kind of uh got people talking a lot so uh, again yeah uh alistair lord great player yep um so yeah so uh let's talk <laughs> <laughs> let's talk um let's talk what happened on saturday night so I think we can sum this up simplistically, can't we? It's, it does feel very simplistic, but we'll go into it, you know, into it. There is obviously different angles, but 12 minutes and uh, 40 seconds into the game, the score was 34 to 0. Uh, that's just 12 minutes and 40 seconds into the game. That's... And uh, for the rest of the game, we won the game by two goals. Uh, so three and a bit quarters, we've, uh, we've won the game. Uh, just... Literally 12 minutes of footy absolutely destroyed us. And so there's the negative and the positive of all that, isn't it? It's, it's, Indeed. It's a team in the what's, first three what's games. The negative? What's the negative? It's a team in the first three games that has at least been three goals down early on each in each side. Yeah. Um, and then now you've, you know, so we hadn't been overly hurt with the Suns and the Hawks, probably because of the opposition. The Saints are flying, and uh, and they're the ter- first team that really hurt us, and, yep. and not being ready for for the opening bounce. So, I would have to think the coaching group uh, would have their own internal review about that and how the players prepared. And that's not a massive knock or anything. That's just part of the process. And they'll go, can, "Is there things that we can do better?" Or you know, they'll they'll talk to Merritt, they'll talk to Heps. So, you know, what's happening with the leaders? What are you sensing? What are you hearing? prior to the game and that's because really it feels like they've worked all preseason on this defensive scheme and this is my personal thought I just wanted for each team who obviously plays a different style different setup it's just taking us a quarter to get that right um, and we're getting opened up quite early but once we get it right it seems like after quarter time we're a much better team yeah we, 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 we correct a lot of those mistakes, we tighten right up, and we're the better team. In all three of those games, we've been the better team after quarter time. Yep. Uh, so that's, I think, if I was Brad Scott, they're definitely the positives I'd bring to the group and say, look, when, when we're getting it right, we're the better team on the park. Uh, but how do we do that for four quarters, and especially the first quarter? Bingo, yeah. How do, how do, we, come out of the, how do we come out of the race and be switched on as a team because there doesn't seem to be much coordination as a team going on in that first quarter. It seems very, very reactive. Oh, big time, big time. It was very reactive. It was very reactive. Uh, Look, before I even start anything, I was super impressed with the Saints uh, for the the – the plays they had out, and I know we had plays out, but, you know, yep. we're talking Steele and King and, and, and yep, we got Peter Wright and that, but uh, they, they there's no team that had a, a, a right to say, you know, we had these plays out and that's why we didn't win. It was, it was uh, you know, it, who wanted it more? Um, there was our 150th. Uh, I watched the Dogs. They were super impressive against the Dogs. And they were really, really impressive against us. So... You're going to hear me a a few times I do this. I actually give a lot of credit to the way St. Kilda came out of that game. They were full-on physical, fast, took the game on. We just, I think, got a bit of a shell shock about how full-on they were. And And then once that five goals were kicked, you then have to deal with Ross Lyons' defensive structures, which, again, again, to pump St. Kilda, it's annoyingly good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's... It's very, very well drilled. 
Yeah, it, it, you, you just you just can't get five goals behind on the Ross Lions side. No. And that's 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 quite the incredible aspect of this that, you know, 10 or 15 minutes in the last quarter is a tied game. We did it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so we did a lot right. Um, and, you know, our pressure went right through the roof uh, and we started to play the footy one-two. And even then we weren't on song with our skills, with just our pressure was just really helping us win so much of the footy, yep. which is really good sign. So, you know, that 12 minute, 12, 13 minute start. And I think, you know, uh, the stat was that the saints scored plus 32 points from our turnovers. So our ball use, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to go into f- few Hep, names, but Hebs, Rids, Hebs, yeah. Laverde, Rids all had moments. Um, uh, and they're really critical turnovers. And it hurt us on the scoreboard, though, yeah, yeah. those turnovers, right? And look, uh, I've always said on this show, I'll accept those kind of losses where just for some reason the, the skills were down. And um, at they, But, I, you know, I'm happy that they cared. I'm happy that they at quarter time didn't. That team may lose by 60-70 last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they regrouped and, and they had the mental toughness and the – and the composure to go, okay, let's correct this, talk it through as a group. Then they did, and they and they got it back to level pegging. Might, uh, might have spent all their tickets. Might have spent all their there. tickets, yeah, yeah. if we're being honest. Uh, you know, I don't think Scott may see it that way. He's probably, <laughs> yeah, I can tell he was a little bit not happy with ha- that little onslaught at the end, but yep. that's that's a coach speaking. But they may have, they may have spent a lot of tickets uh, doing that. So out of that game uh, – it is a really interesting debate, and I I haven't even brought this up with you, Grant, as yep. yet. We talked about a lot of things prior to this show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, our, a few friends of the show, I'll just say that. Um, friends of the show? I got, a, I, got a, I got a day of DMs today. <laughs> that, is a, that is a few people, yeah. Um, just had a light question on the midfield rotation of our club. So just doing uh, comparisons to... Um, like the demons and the pies and that, who kind of have your have your six or seven kind of rotations. Um, and uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> that's what I'm just looking at Scott. Say, can you there? We go. <coughs> oh, you're doing a cough. Sorry, sorry. I'm sitting there that's to professional. Turn my microphone down. And he's looking he's at me going, his arm at what me. What are you I'm doing, like, man? You <laughs> Wally. <Jeez. laughs> I'm waving his arm at me. I'm like. What did I do wrong? Uh, <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you. Cool. I know the drill. Not that you still heard it, but at least it didn't go directly down the microphone. Just reminded, this there is the most professional show. Hey, uh, hey look. Uh, yeah, so the rotations uh, at Essendon's midfield is really just four now, and, for the, and it's been for the first three games. So they did stats about what the midfield rotations are. Uh, it's Setterfield, Parrish, Merritt and Shield. Now, there's no yep. surprise there. But I think the surprise there is there's no one else after that. I think the 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 next person who's tended centre bounces and this for the whole year so far was Coldwell with just nine. Um, yeah. uh, so and then there was no one after that. So no so you you know, we all we all well I did anyway, we saw I saw Archie going through the midfield the whole preseason training, Perkins thinking, okay, they're gonna rotate him through the midfield yep. a bit more. Um and there's none. He's never – he hasn't had any rotation through the midfield. And a few were just questioning that um, as far as the other team's strengths uh, that they can rotate and have different mixes and different looks. And we just heavily rely on the four guys. And is there, an op- is there a, a talk of can you burn them out when they're just constantly that four and where the other team's – and it, you, you can see the stats. You know, I looked at just ones, even the, the pies, and you can see they're they're twenty percent. All those all those man guys are twenty percent less down on rotation through the midfield, meaning they either have a break or they go to half back or they go to half forward. Um, it's just an interesting one. I I don't even know what my take is yet, but I <laughs> but it's now just now that you've mentioned it, um, I'm thinking if I look back and I think at Archie, right, like Archie's. He's growing in the forward line. He's getting better. He's dangerous there, very dangerous there. But there are there are times, especially in this week's game, where he didn't set the world on fire in the forward line, mostly because the ball was coming in super fugly, but that's we'll get to that point. Um, maybe it might have been interesting to 
for a guy that wants to get his, get his hands on the ball a little bit, maybe yeah. it wouldn't be a bad idea to rotate Archie through there. Yeah, well, I guess if 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 the language from the club is that you know that it's we're looking at the long term view, then then I think fans would understand it more if a Caldwell and Archie started to rotate more. And we're talking like twenty percent, right? Yeah, twenty three percent. It starts to, ro- to rotate more and just get to get that experience, and because like Shield is thirty thirty one, right? So you yeah. you do have to start looking at that next. What's the next? Even person. though he is supremely fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got, you got to obviously plan for the future, and uh, as and Cobble's obviously, you know, I for me it's more Cobble than Archie to be honest. Cobble is a very very talented footballer. He needs he needs to be in that midfield. That's why yeah. I just wonder whether or not there's room for him in there. I think there is. But I just wonder why they're surely, not. Surely, yeah, surely he's part of the rotation. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting debate uh, how we have gone about things and how Scott sees things. So after three games, you get a bit more data, a bit more of a view of where he sees things. Yeah. So I hope that that comes into play a bit more as the year goes on. But uh, and then I'd love to, wouldn't you love to have Scott just talk about that and what the reasoning is and. Um, why there's not a 21-year-old Caldwell, 22-year-old Caldwell going through learning the trick. Because, yeah. Because where has he been playing? Like a forward flank? Forward flank kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I guess they, like, I don't know what that is about modern football. Like nine stoppages for the year is, like, really low. Like it's... Yeah. uh, Because, like, we're talking, like, if you're not... The other numbers were, like, 80-something and 70-something. So so it's, like, you know, just ridiculously different. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's it's I think, um, it's I think way too talented to be a half forward flank. If yeah, I, I I wonder because he had the shoulder surgery in the off season. The only thing I can think of is it, it was a bit more management. But yeah. if you're playing, you're playing, right? The shoulder injury doesn't you know whether you're playing the forward line. I don't see the difference to be. Yeah, you can have the same risk of injury. I wonder if it. it's a modern day football thing or a modern day coaching thing to have a midfielder at half forward, so that like I don't know they think when the ball goes down there. There's a midfielder at a stoppage or something like that? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the Ds and the Pies, especially the Ds, they have that seven-man seven kind of rotation and yeah. rotate guys. You know, obviously they've got the luxury of Petrarca rotating through the Which is very handy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have that kind of setup. So it's – and I think they run out the game a lot better uh, when you have the other – you know, when you have that rotation because you do have a few more rests at half forward yeah. or something if the ball's at the other end. Um, was a midfielder, you have to play defense and offense. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting debate. Uh, but look, as the game overall, I'm definitely not in panic mode over that. Uh, no, that's a, that's an interesting thing you say about that. Not in the panic mode bit, because no, it, it was it was it was a performance that uh, you know you just you go okay, you know the bookies had the Saints by two or three goals. They won by three goals. I uh, kind of went to, I guess how the how people. Thought it was going thought to go. Thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'd love us to pinch a win, but I thought St Kilda played uh, probably its best game for the year, and I was really impressed with the other two games, but I was just super impressed with how they how they played and um, the opposition was just better on the day and we just didn't have the skills um, on, that, on that day. Um, Shows on a, you with modern footy too how, how good teams are in modern footy and how quickly you can get burnt in a quarter. Yeah, I'd love to check the what boots they ran out on them, by the way, in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, the Bombers, yeah, yeah, Because I was yeah. certainly slipping all over the joint. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything, I don't know with our, what is it with our club, that anything resembles wet, we uh, we just don't look like the yeah, same team. Yeah, yeah, But uh, as, a, as the game went on, we definitely um, played better. And, yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over that. I think the big key to me is uh, this week, uh, I really wanted us to be three and one. Uh, I, I actually didn't expect us to be four and zero. So, uh, but if we can win this week, I'll be really, really happy with yeah. the first month of footy. I think three and one is a really encouraging start because you've beaten the teams around you, uh, and that's a good sign. Uh, so, if you win three out of four of the teams around you, that's a really good sign uh, that you're making progress and you're, you're having a bit more consistency. Um, and yeah, so it, look in the scheme of things, defensively, it's probably been our best three weeks in a row. Um, defensively for a long, 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 long time. And I, I say that honestly, that knowing that we probably only played two and a half quarters of really good defense, but yeah. 
But the first two weeks, I thought we played three quarters of defense, good defense. But honestly, that's that level of defense is so far superior than our old yeah. our old self, and yep. and looks much more organized and structured. And they, you feel like they know what they're doing once they click. Um, so, you know, for a side that's trying to grow its brand and saying we want to get heck of a lot more professional about how we defensively move over the move over the ground and be more consistent. I think it's been a much more encouraging start than the other way. Uh, so that's my take. Hey, but we'll, we'll, let's go to a break, hey? And, we'll go uh, to a quick break. We'll come back. Um, get more a bit more into detail with regards to the stats and the like. I'm sort of flicking through the stats as we speak, um, looking down there at Sammy Draper, and I want to have a bit of a chat about him. But we'll come straight back after the, uh, after the break. No worries. Back the lunchtime catch up podcast. Now, then, having a look at the stats, um, sitting on top of the disposal list is um, without any surprise, D Parish, 35 touches, um, just continues to have an incredible year, getting his hands on the ball. I think you were, you were sort of saying, um, during the game that he's just a freak at finding the ball. Yeah, it was, it was a a little bit of surprise he started the game on the bench. Yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, I must admit, I, I was a little bit perplexed with that. And they'll have their reasoning. And, and, and you know, I don't want to be hypocritical. So I used to say, oh, look, you know, in reality, they're in the game and in the five-minute mark. But I actually felt like he had the 12 clearances last week um, that the Saints were going to come out hot. I just thought, oh, gee, I'd like Parrish to start this game. Uh, so I was a, I'll just be honest, I, I was a little bit... Take him back. Yeah. Uh, and look, I, I can't help think of, you know, does Ross Lyon look at the ground at the opening bounds and see Parrish on the bench and Langford half back from what happened the previous week? Does he kind of have a bit of relief about yeah. it? Um, and that's, uh, I know that's, I, I, like I said, I, I was just, you know, You'd love to hear the coach's thoughts around that. Um, obviously, Wiedemann came in, so I guess I, I, I understand a little bit the Langford decision because Stringer's come in also, so you've got a heavy forward rotation. It's just the irony in me is, even with Wiedemann Jones in, I would still factor Langford as the more likely to score the most goals. Uh, I, yeah, but then when you chuck Stringer down there, that's his job. Yeah, and clearly he wasn't right yet. Uh, and well, I don't know, see... That's interesting. I'm going to call you out on that. Is, why wasn't he right? Because he didn't kick five? No, because he, he didn't kick anything. I mean, wait, wait. Uh, okay, but was 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 anybody putting it down Jake's throat? Oh, no, no. He was well out of the game for me. I, I, but who was who was in the game as a forward? Uh, look, I, I get that, but did you not think he did not look that himself? But, uh, but what's Jake's? Everybody, think, I don't. I don't know if everybody thinks Jake should kick four miraculous goals a game every single game, right? But I'm not Jake's saying training. that. I'm just saying. But what is it? What's what is he? What is he supposed to look like? Well, I don't. I can't remember a, a fit Jake Stringer having eight possessions in a game. True, but the ball was just absolutely destroyed going into the forward line. Yeah, look, it's a different opinion. I thought he was well off. I just thought, oh no, you're not right yet. But, but what? Can't run. Can't. He had a limp. He had a, what, what was what's wrong with him? I uh, I don't know. It just looked. He just didn't look right. He's medically fine. He's had two weeks in the VFL. Medically fine means zero to me. But fine, but he's had two weeks in the VFL. One week. One week in the VFL. Yeah, three quarters of the VFL. I mean, it's an interesting. And, but point. it looked to me like it showed. It just looked to me like he he needed another game of footy under his belt. Now they may say, hey, he has now. It's a senior game, um, but. Uh, but because he was quite inactive in the whole game, it just it made scoring a heck of a lot harder. Uh, and yeah. you know, he took Langford's spot. So I, I know it sounds harsh, yeah. but he would have taken Langford's spot. Yeah. And and that, you know, whether that made a difference, who knows? Langford but could have only you, cooked one or two. But, but Langford was, has been uh, training down back. They put him down forward. Do you just automatically change your entire game plan just because he kicks five? Oh, uh, well... 
<laughs> for the rest of the year, he's now forward. Oh, scratch the back, he's now forward. Yeah, I, I realise that. It just still, still seemed odd to me that you kick five and you, it can, you know, you, you look like you're the best forward so far this year. Um, look, they they moved him down back in the last quarter and he kicked a goal straight away. So I, I don't know. It's, yeah, who knows? Uh, it's, but I, you know, that's how I just felt. I just. Just my, yeah, own, no, no. my own eyes. I, an I, interesting, I, an interesting point there. He'll be better for the run. Like I, I don't get that, but it probably just. I'm just saying it. It, it with uh, Wiedemann coming in back from injury, it just felt like the group as a whole just didn't mesh. And oh, I agree. Uh, the, the whole forward line didn't mesh. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why I said, who did look good down there? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't think anyone really shined. No, I, I think <laughs> I, you know, uh, and look, part of that is is uh, I was very frustrated because. Their opposition halfbacks were having ten or twelve marks each, yeah. uh, and we Suppose just and like lopingly lobbed into. The I think I think I was next to you, and I said, "Oh, how many times I've seen Menzi in such a good position for the ball when it hit to ground? Yeah, we had, could not get a buyer forward that could bring this ball to ground. That's it. And uh, and so I saw the small the small guys. Uh, especially Menzi, though, to me. Like, he was in such good positions at times. I was getting frustrated, going, like, that's the perfect spot to be. And there's, oh, it's just St. Kilda Mark. Yeah. Uh, and we just could not compete because in Because we end. kept turning it over and just our forward entry went back to last year. It was just crap. So it's pretty hard to, to – I know Jake's a talented dude, but it's pretty hard to – Perform well when you're not getting the ball put to your advantage, or you're not you're nowhere near it. But anyway, we, we digress. Um, the point that the next point I wanted to point out is if you look at Parish, right? We got Parish and Crouch, who knows how to get the ball as well, right? Thirty five and thirty two. Now the next stat's not so good, right? If you're an Essendon um, stats <laughs> analyst, right? Um, when you've got Jake Kelly, uh, Andy McGrath, and then Jordan Ridley uh, in sort of the top ten to twelve in possession getters. That means the ball was down your end a hell of a lot. Yeah, I mean, the first half of the game, it just lived in the St Kilda uh, forward line. So, yeah. And Jay Kelly, to his credit, had a, had a ripping game. Yep. Um, uh, I think as a <laughs> – I, I feel bad for this because I really – I really want to know he, he was in my votes. I actually gave him pretty much best on ground um, uh, or equal to. Uh, but I will say this. I don't want Jake Kelly getting 29 disposals as well. Uh, why Why did we get this guy into the club? Because we wanted him to be a key stopper yeah. of the opposition, small or mid-sized target. Um, and so when Butler kicks four and Higgins kicks four and Gresham looks dangerous, I don't know how much I pat them on the back at the end of the night. Well, I mean, uh, But I have to see the game probably a third time now. I've found it really hard because there were so many rotations to know who played on who. And and maybe it's a group with Massimo, Kelly and, and McGrath. And that maybe they just take accountability all themselves with Redmond and say, we just were not tight on our... That, that's, that's obviously, right? Like Redmond had the worst game of his last two years. Oh, Redmond was Red, just... Red, right. What the hell was Redmond doing, right? Yeah, so, he gets a pass for me. like oh, Not yes. for that game. Like, Lord. But, like, he, you know that's not what you'll see from Redmond he, he probably gets, ever again this year. He gets a massive but pass. But just a that. very strange game from him. But the guy to take control and take those intercept marks and um, the outlet outside the, um, the back line, that's usually Redmond, right? It's been Redmond for the last dozen games. So Kelly's had to, to stand up and take that role because it wasn't Redder's night. But you're right. I, when when we when I saw Higgins and Butler and the smalls that St Kilda had in there, I thought Massimo McGrath and Kelly are going to destroy these guys. Where the hell are they going to score points? But I'm not sure why. But McGrath had good forward movement. He had probably that whatever that stat is, uh, meters gained and all that sort of stuff. Massimo's boot was was as per Massimo's boot. It was great, and Kelly was taking marks and all sorts of stuff left and right. But it always seemed like Higgins. The amount, I screamed at the telephone. Scotty hates it when I telephone television even. Um, when I just see Higgins standing in the square, standing yeah. in the square in front of the goals by himself, <laughs> like that's McGrath should be stuck to his right hip. I don't know where the hell and those lapses. And I'd have of, to see if McGrath played on Gresham. That I, I don't want to sort of make sure it's. Yeah. I don't care who it is. If it's Massimo McGrath or Kelly yeah, yeah. or whoever the hell was. But as a group, you know, their small forwards kicked around about ten goals out of the. They did. fourteen or you know so. But we have small defenders. That's the really annoying yeah. part, right? If if it was Rowan Marshall going down there and kicking six because he's a dirty great big unit and we didn't have anybody to stop him, then fine, right? Not fine, but okay, I understand. But 
And if King was down there taking marks left and right, fine. But it was two dudes or three dudes that we could well and truly have covered. So that's the part that I don't get. What what were we trying to do that we weren't stuck on those guys like glue? So yeah, the the stats that doesn't read real good when you've got um, when you've got as he makes the change here. Either with the Butler four and the yeah, we've Higgins got Kelly. Yeah, we got Kelly twenty nine. Um, then we've got um, Nick Martin twenty eight. Great, good game from Nick. Um, but again, when you've got McGrath and um, Ridley in the top ten to twelve, then you know the ball is sort of in the wrong spot. If you if you want to see Shield and Merritt and Setterfield and Parrish and those guys with the the high thirties or the high twenties possessions then you know you're on the right track. But when your midfield's up in those high areas, then, yeah, you've got you've got troubles. Yeah, it was uh, – and I thought really battled really, really well. I mean, he had a bit of a clangor at the end. I get that uh, frustrating time of the game as well. But, you know, outside of that, he was probably equal to my BOG. I thought he was – really. I thought yeah. he was really, really impressive. Did everything he could. Look, he obviously was Zerk Thatcher out. That, that ruined the mix a bit. Um and he had to do more of a stopping role, um, yeah. which is not, not I would say, elite at. He's more about, more intercept. But I thought he did everything possible that he could to help us out. Um, just, uh, yeah, and like I said, the, the tools didn't weren't really the ones that hurt us. It was, oh. it was the small. So, Question. Uh, now, next question. Um, before the game, you mentioned that the last time Sammy Draper played Rowan Marshall, mm-hmm. got a bit of a bath. He, well, not bath, but he beat him. Beat yeah. Sammy, right? Rowan Marshall, 19 possessions, right? 19 possessions. What is that? Uh, Marshall, 19 possessions. Eight marks. Didn't go at a very good clip, but eight marks, 19 possessions. And S. Draper, nine possessions and three marks. I know this sounds funny, but Marshall must have got more. Marshall, for me, probably got, you know, 50% of them in the first quarter. Uh, I okay. thought I thought Sam beat him after that. I'll be honest, because I thought he was so influential in the center bounce. I think because you look at our clearances, have a look at the clearances. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I suppose. that's where Sammy had his influence. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I did think after quarter time, I was happy that Sam clearances uh, addressed that, and because I thought Rowan Marshall was doing everything, uh, and you know, so I was a bit. Frustrated a quarter time with Sammy. Yeah. But I thought Sammy did respond. I mean, probably had a bit of a, a, a word to him and saying, Let's, this can't happen again, mate. Um, yeah. But I actually thought, especially in the last quarter, I mean, he was really, I mean, he was kind of driving the ball out of our centre square yeah. some stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was getting down to Colwell. Colwell had a, he's a bit of a freak show for five minutes. and But it was Sammy that was really taking over that kind of, uh, he may not have got a possession out of it, but just forcing the ball forward. Um, and giving it and giving us sort of first use of the ball. So it does does give you that effort. I yeah. just, just I wish he just would watch Maxi Gorn more or something like that. Just those those calm marks around the ground, picking up eight to ten marks a game around the ground, giving us an option. That's that's the next elevating step for Sammy. Yeah, uh, he's he's done a lot of forward craft, uh, and which it's probably a good point to raise here because. I wonder if Scott, after that game, thought I may have missed a trick with Phillips. Now, Phillips didn't play VFL, so there could be – there could actually rest. generally arrest. Um, so I, I have to factor that in that the coach still thinks that, just thought uh, that Phillips was tired. And we obviously mentioned that he, he just had a newborn the yeah. previous week yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, he could be just generally exhausted, especially not getting any sleep. Might, um, might want to spend a little bit of time with his <laughs> wife and his new baby, right? Yeah, we can understand that. But, um, yeah, so there could, could be circumstances around that. But I, I felt like the mix of Draper floating forward was actually really working. Like, he was scoring goal every game, yeah, one or two goals every game. Yeah, he's entirely yeah. capable. Uh, and it, it, it helped... F- I think it helped bring the ball to ground more with Draper floating down the ruck. And then, because I looked to me a, a little awkward when Wiedemann went to the centre bounce, it, it, you go, oh, okay, that looks... He's not the most physical dude in the world. Yeah, it looks very one-sided to me. Yeah. Um, and, you you, you know, you, your gut feel was like, oh, okay, we're going to have to rove to Marshall so, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's... 
Phillips won't give you that. Phillips will bang his body into yeah. that guy. And, you know, he would have exhausted Marshall by three-quarter time. He's that kind of play. He's very physical. And I, then the, I think Draper then shines a lot more and can play that dangerous forward role. Uh, so I wonder how that all – it's a lot of interesting elements are going to come in these team changes, and we'll talk about that soon. But uh, how Phillips fits in. Does a Voss fit in? And, you know, does the Jones and Wiedemann – and feel, and you know a drape of leaning down there fit, all fit in with Stringer now in the side. Yep. How's that all going to happen? Does someone get pulled out? Because uh, there's there's a lot of talk about oh Voss just has to come in, but if Phillips comes in, it's very hard then to actually find a spot because Draper floats down forward more. Uh, and then, you know, even if you took out Jones, you still might just have Draper, Wiedemann and Stringer. And, yeah. uh, so it's it's it'll be interesting to see how the coaching group plays all that out. Does their kind of uh, look at how things went. I think the Phillips really helps Sammy. And I think I think it generally helps the side because I really liked our marketing. It, not that they were marking like prolif- prolifically. I just like the threat of our marking around the ground and the height around our ground. Or even just bringing it to ground. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I know we could go over a lot of stats, but there was, there was a, you know, there was a number of players obviously just a bit down on form and, uh, Inexplicably, somebody like um, Redmond. Yeah, yeah. And look, we've got to mention it because everyone will tell me off if I don't. And, and Ooh, that doesn't sound good. And uh, it's a player I love personally. Yeah. And we know okay. who it is. Here, yeah. here we go. Uh, I, I don't know how. I, I hate saying this. I really do because I, I love the guy. I just don't know how Heppel gets another game. With that first three weeks, yeah, uh, and and it's, uh, it hasn't been good. I really hate saying that. Oh, oh uh, mate! But if he was, oh. if he was any other player that was mid twenties or whatever, I don't know if that player plays the fourth game. And uh, that's what I'm saying. I think mean, he's had two two not good games at all. He got a third one because he's Dyson Heppel. If he gets one more, it's because he's former Essendon captain, all Australian player. And Dyson Heppel, right? He's if and he I gets, hope that he finds some form. Yes, and you hope that he's form. But four, you go. It's the thing that we did last year that we didn't like. We played veterans when we shouldn't, right? I, I, I would be Dyson, mate. The lunchtime catch up podcast and Scott and Grant. If you're listening to this, we love you like a fat bloke that does a podcast loves a smarty, right? <laughs> But if we're being honest, you don't deserve a fourth game. What you deserve is to, I don't know. I, I don't, think it's just try and find some form in the VFL. It's just, I don't, I'd, I'd say I don't know about Dyson playing VFL, man. But, uh, like, there's no other option. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. But like, I don't know, have a, have a hammy. Have a hammy, train really hard, train really well. Come back in in a couple of weeks. He's done a full. I can tell you, he's done a full preseason, and but this is the have best. A, have a hammy. Have a like a little. No, sneaky he's got hammy. more pride than that. Like, it's not but is he? Are you going to play uh, Dyson Heppel in the twos? Of course I am. I don't like the visual. If it's good for Cornelio, it's good for anyone else. Sure, but I don't like the visual. Mind well, you, it doesn't matter. Like, mind you, they've played Stringer down there. So that the VFL shouldn't be seen as. It should be seen as a tool to try either find some form or try and get back into the seniors. I don't, I don't think this is the the, the visual look of it. I'm not too concerned, um, and I don't, I don't, you know, I people might shout at me, but if Scott wants to give him another game, uh, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm always preaching. You give a guy a month, uh, and if he gives him other games, so be it, you know, yeah. okay, yeah. and I'll, you know, let's dearly hope he can find some form, uh, sincerely. But but it just looks. Just visually, like it's very re- obvious, very awkward, and yeah. and, and uh, it just it's hard to justify. Um, uh, yeah, just hard to justify. You know, you have I know Hobbs missed the VFL, mm. but you see a guy have thirty six and two goals, and and you see some really good young talent. It's just hard to justify yeah. that. You know, and people and he- say, he- yeah, it's not a like for like. I get that, but Nick Martin's hardly playing the wing. Uh, playing that Hebel role. So, of course, I think Nick Martin can play that wing role yeah. that Haps is playing and to a very good level. And Durham on the other wing can play a very good role. So, um, mm. yeah. It's, but that's enough. That's enough of that. We we both, we all know that it's not good. If he doesn't get it, a game, I hate it. I, don't, I want it. Depps, Heps, yeah. go back to the VFL, mate. 
get your or have a hammy or so whatever the hell you do, but get your rear end back into that side as fast as possible because you deserve it. Like within well and truly you deserve it. But if we've got to be honest, mate, you've just you've had three shockers, right? Like not shock not shockers, but you just haven't been up to scratch. So but moving on from Dyson Apple. <laughs> so uh look uh what do you think I think I do have a concern, I must admit, on Wiedemann and Jones. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to work out. I think part of it is our delivery as well. So I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to give yeah. definitely cut him some slack. Um, uh, people know my concerns on Wiedemann that I, I find him in, uh, a guy that is that doesn't have good hands, and I, I get frustrated again on against the Saints that he keeps dropping marks. He gets uh, the ball, like the ball's in his hands. He looks great. Yeah, he, that's, a, that's the tease. He, he leads up so position. well and has yeah. such a presence. And then, but any sort of, if it's any sort of contested situation, I, I feel like, oh no, it's not. It yeah. doesn't, it hits his hands and just does not stick. Um, he needs a, a proper lead up with space and then he's very, yeah. very dangerous. But uh, uh, look, Jonesy, oh, it's, you know, this has been my debate all day. So, uh, I don't want to go into it again. I think I'm exhausted talking Three about Jones. Three games back from injury. Yeah, so I understand Jones' injury concerns the last two years. I, I get that he's only played 29 games, uh, and I, I'm a big believer in giving a guy a month. So people think I was going to drop Jones this week. I still give him another week, uh, and which obviously means, yeah, Vossi has to wait again. Now people might go, ah! But uh, that's just something I believe in, that, that you know, you... I'm always been a person you give him a month. So there's no that month. I understand where you're coming with the month. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no mitigating factors to say that. That's I mean after yeah. three weeks, there's 16 goals that have been kicked in the VFL. Does that mitigate the extra week? Yeah, I mean Voss 16 goals obviously in well, not four weeks. Sorry, uh, in four the last weeks. four weeks, um, it's hard to ignore. What, it is. What more can he do? Yeah, I mean to get a game of football. The, the the key part is, and, and I had some really good chats today from very, very well-learned people. Extremely um, well-learned people, just quietly. Uh, yeah, uh, on, you know, Foss and Jones isn't, for, for one example, isn't a like-for-like. Like. And uh, uh, you it's it's the mix of the forward line with Stringer and Voss and and that would be a very much a different beast altogether that they'd have to relearn and guys would probably be playing for the same ball and want to play both play all deep in the forward line. So I, I get the, the part that part. So it's, it is, it is tricky. And my gut feel says that Voss still is another week away. Um, but and that would be okay, but it, it is so tempting. Uh, I, I, I try to my, I have this one where I really want to see what he's like in the seniors, but I also know he's 19 years old, so there's no rush either. Uh, no, there's because no he's, rush either. he's growing so fast, even as a 19-year-old in the VFL, uh, I'm trying to also have that view as like he's playing the key forward role uh, and that's where he's in form, right? So that's what he's learning is the key full forward role. He doesn't – I'm not sure he plays that role. Uh, he's probably the third tall when he comes in. Uh, so no reason why he can't lead though, as a no, as a tall. Just does it? Uh, yeah, does the different kind of style of of game? Yeah. But uh, who knows, man? Yeah, it's not it's not going to ruin the kid. Like, I my my argument on this one is that that's enough. Yeah, yeah, you, that, you, that that is enough, right? If, if he's named Thursday, like I'm, I'm, you know, have uh, no think, no beef whatsoever. Geez, like he, man. He's done everything possible to earn a spot, and he's a different kind of player. So, uh, if you haven't seen much of him, I wouldn't say he's an aerialist. Uh, not that we have many at the moment, anyway. No, yeah. Uh, uh, well, as like he's not he's not going to take a massive amount of one grab, as I'll say. Um, but he has this unique ability to be a very big opportunist. Whether it be pressure, he'll get a goal from a tackle. He'll get a uh, a handball receive and f- run around a guy and hit the scoreboard. And then um, he'll do a freakish kind of one-handed mark like he did. A, he does has he just has that little odd X factor. And b- before the end of the game, he's kicked four. He's had six or seven shots on goal, um, and he just keeps doing it. And and that you just can't ignore that sometimes because he just has an ability to put. Scoreboard pressure on. I know Jonesy's like you said, it's his third game back. He's only played twenty nine. He's been injured. Jonesy is is a long term prospect for the club, and he he should be given every opportunity. 
I just think that that statement of he should be given every opportunity because he's, and I've said this before, he's, he's the incumbent centre-half forward. It's his role until he's not performing well enough, right? That then, right on the verge. He's yeah. right on the verge, but the interesting mitigating factor for me is that if Vossi was averaging one or two, if he was pinching some marks and pinching some goals, one or two, and he was just doing well in the Magoos, you wouldn't be, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? When you mitigate, like when, when you say it's, it's uh, Jonesy's until somebody breaks the door down, right? It's not, it's, it's not until, it's not Jonesy's until someone kicks an average of two a game over four games. Vossi's busting the door down, right? With four yeah. goals and 16 goals in four games, that's hitting the door with a sledgehammer. Now, I think four weeks in a row where you have done what your job description is brilliantly, that's enough. That deserves a game. And if it's a if it's a shock, You're talking me into it now. I know if it's a shock, um, it should be a wild positive at the club that this nineteen year old stallion of a kid, right? He's a thumping great big unit. Has four weeks in a row, Scotty should walk up to him and say, All right, kid, all right, mate. We what did we tell you? You keep performing, you will get a game. All right, mate, four weeks. What more could you have done? Right? If he had got 28 possessions a game in the midfield and kicked four goals, then he would have got a game. But what else could the kid have done to this point to get a goal? Now then, the complete converse to that is that he does, if he doesn't get a game this week, shut up, rookie, and keep kicking goals. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the other thing Scotty should say to him. He said, good, you're doing your job, mate. We have you firmly bet- between our eyesight, right? But shut up, rookie, and go and kick some more <laughs> goals, right? Be, and give um, Jonesy another go at the month. Like you said, I like the concept of the month. Give him another go and see how he goes. Yeah. Uh, and look, one of the arguments was uh, today around Jonesy being um, being pulling his defender away, you know, say, for example, the Langford game, right, that – He's done a lot of hard work to pull his defender away to give Langford space to be able to kick that five goals. I I get that and I and I appreciate that. I think my counter argument to that is is I want Jones or someone in that spot to be a pillar centre half forward for us. Yes. So I don't want I don't want a decoy centre half forward to have. Uh, I I'd rather I want to see Jones be three goals, yes. two or three goals a game yes. and be more dynamic. And, yeah, I get it's a team role and I get that, but I don't want him to be that's his primary role. Like no, I don't no, want, it shouldn't be. Uh, he's way too talented for that. Yeah, I, I I want him to have much more of an impact on the game. And, you know, he, he averages, what, 7.6 disposals and three marks. And it's just not a big – you can play your team role and I get that, but – I want more, like out of the the centre half forward that, of that you want to build up. That may still come, and I got a lot of tweets about you know, well, you know, Nick Rewald kicked the same amount of goals in the first round. Yeah, and I look at Nick Rewald, and he averaged double the possessions and double the marks. And yeah, so I'm just saying that you can. I want a more rounded view of of Jones's game because uh, it's it's a low score, low mark, uh, and, and low possession count and. And I, I want a centre half forward. If we're talking about building a club in two or three years' time to to contend, then I don't want, you know, selfishly, I don't want Langford to be the main guy and and my 196 centimetre being a decoy. I want can that guy play forward and play the yes. Langford role? I want to know that and 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 play that role. Because is he our number one centre half yeah. forward? Is it who's going to be our number one centre half forward? That's it. It's supposed to be him. Because uh, if you, you know, Langford ideally is now groomed to be a half-back player. So uh, so that's just my counter-argument is is I want – it's 29 games, so I get that. I'm uh, I'm not angry at Jones or anything like that. I know he's got some talent. Uh, but I just want to see – I want to see some more growth. I want to see some more – I want to see his body start to shape more uh, because he is, what, 23, 20 yeah. – uh, and, you know, there was some – People compared him to Joe Danner. I say Joe's only he was only this part, but Joe built himself into a very big physical beast by then. Uh, so I, I I made the comment today that I, Jones looks the same as to me as 2021. Like he looks the same physique. Um, he gets pushed aside pretty easily. There, there's just a small thing. I want to see. 
I want to see uh, uh, a fitter, a stronger, you know, a Where's more imposing. The- I, I just haven't seen that yet. Hopefully, in these up to the next thirty to fifty games, that comes shines through. That would be. I I desperately want this to happen. I don't want to feel like I want him out of the side or anything. I want it to happen. I'm just saying. At the moment, I just have those doubts because I just I'm struggling to see him having major impacts of being our primary one of our two primary maybe half forwards with Wiedemann. Where's the breakout game, right? Like, where's he's in 26 games? His biggest, yeah, his 29 games. His biggest ever bag was three. Yeah. And so it's and okay, fine. Three goals. You, you get off your rear end, Grant, and go kick three goals, right? But it's not hard, it's not easy to do. But where's the where's the the few times a match or pretty much every match where sometimes he looks like he's ahead of the game. He looks yeah. like he's ahead of the pack. There was a game in Tassie against Hawthorne where that was the first time I went, okay, that's someone I'm seeing come through. It was a really, really good – and I still kind of hold on to that game as like, okay, does continuity and, and you know, get him to that level again, like post-injuries, all these injuries – does just a consistent amount of games, do I start to see that Jones coming through again? Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Um, and then because we are very, very unlikely to be playing finals or any sort of serious post-season stuff, do you play Jones, who's going to be our long-term centre-half forward at the moment, as far as we're aware? Um, do you play him into form in the ones? Yeah, well, that's... Or do you play him into form in the twos? It, and it's 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 right, like I said, it's right on the cusp because you're right. It's like we can think that all we like, but we can't also ignore a, 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 another kid behind him that's doing what we're hoping Jones is going to be doing. And then when you in bring, a different style of game, I get that, but he's but he's kicking bags every week for four, for a month. When you bring the big unit in, do you give him? If you're honest with him, do you give him four weeks? You'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, Jonesy, if they do make the decision, it's no small decision because if they're going to bring Jonesy in, then – sorry, if they're going to bring Vossi in, then Jonesy's got four weeks in the twos to run around. Right? If they're going to be honest. If Wiedemann holds up form. Yeah. It's like – like I said, I I don't want to count out Wiedemann because I have my concerns with Wiedemann as well. So, Hey, hey by the way, yes. Wiedemann. Wiedemann. Not Wieder. I just say it how I say Weed. it. People can live with it. Weedman. Weedman. Danaha. Weedman. Anywho, um, yes, no, yeah, I, I agree. 100% agree. Talk about the decisions, right? So I was saying to Scotty after the game, does the coaching staff get into the room after they've addressed the players and they've done all the right and propers and they, they're looking at each other, Kara's looking at um, Gia and Gia's looking at Scotty and they're all looking at each other. Do they just look at each other and go, yeah, first quarter? Does, so what happened there, boys? First quarter, 32, 32 points from turnovers. That's simplistic, right? But now, when they're looking at this next game versus GWS, how intricate would their discussions be? Because you're right, you'd have to be thinking, Jones or Voss, is that going to upset the um, uh, the apple cart? Is Stringer ready? Do we, put, do we keep Parrish in the middle next time? There's so much to think about between now – what we've just learnt from St Kilda yeah. and GWS, and, and also, do they have to consider? You know, do we not overreact? Do we want? Con- yes. con- yeah, 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 yeah. Do we want continuity with the same group? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, 95 percent of the same group. And then the, I reckon there will be one or two changes now. Sir Thatcher, Sir Thatcher will come back into that side. Yeah. Obviously, that's that's a given, right? Because he demand now. He'll he'll he, you know straight on Jesse or Hogan or whatever or yeah. this week. So. Uh, and that relieves Ridley and has a flow down effect, so that gives you more confidence. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one how they approach this week. Do they do it in? Yeah, no, they may do it in four week time slots. They may do it in three week time slots. But uh, it'll be interesting how they've because we haven't performed that poorly. Like we just there was a lot of things no. to like, and the previous two weeks, you know, we won by a combined almost 85, 90 points. So, so are we overreacting right now? Yeah. So is it, are we are we talking too much? Are we thinking about it too much? <laughs> yeah, and then maybe there's a little bit of a fear that we just you know that we're going into last year's mode. Even even you know even being honest, even as a podcast, you know, you have to consider: Am I overreacting? And um, but. I think it's a general conversation with, with Voss and that. I don't think it's an overreaction as far as I just think there's a play that's just shining yeah, so I'd, shining so well. If he comes in, you so could you, not describe it as a as a overreaction. 
No, no, it's it's yeah, it's, it's uh, just a player that's ridiculously performing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it'd, it'd be a very interesting Thursday night selection team. Yeah, now, it's going to be huge. I think we play the Sunday again on the in the afternoon. We love our Sundays. Um, <laughs> if the club, if the club's not going to do it, if they're not going to bring Vossi in. Just name him in the squad. Just name him. Name him in the squad for the extended squad for the Sunday and watch the playing, watch the fans go absolutely berserk. I mean, that's the, I think that's the fear as well. And I'm probably, a, 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 you know, people are going to blame me for this because I post his videos and everything. And But I do it to inform people and, and, and about what's happening in the VFL. So, yeah. but I get people, you know, a few people wrote to me and said, you know, I'm more worried that Voss will have, Essendon has, Fans have a, a historical Messiah complex sometimes, and I want to least tell people this is not the guy at the moment. No, 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 no. To, oh, Lord, no. No, you know, no, no. He would be a second and third tall at best. He's just performing very well. Yeah. He's extremely raw in he lots of aspects of football. He's a man amongst yeah. old men in the, the VFL. He's going to, yeah, there's some things that senior defenders will find him out, and but that's the part where you, okay, great, he'll learn from that and get better. But, but some senior defenders are going to be thrown around like ragdolls too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there, was, there was one play in the VFL. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was Narco or someone else, but uh, one guy got tackled, you know, one of our guys got tackled and he was looking and, um, and for some reason, he, as the guy, Essen guy was getting up, the Hawthorne guy decided, no, sorry, the Sandy guy decided to just shove him back to the, the ground, shove him, you know, some fake man stuff, uh, you know. Whatever, yeah. And, Vo- and Vossi saw it. I had my heart in my mouth because if you saw Vossi's eyes, I went, oh, no. Oh, he's going to oh, level no. him. And, I'm, and I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm around Essendon staff and you can see everyone's tense, like going, Vossi, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't. And Vossi's just absolutely cannoned into his back. Like just like just one where you're not going to get reported, but the guy would have gone, what the, what the hell just, just hit me? What the hell? Just hit me. Then Vossi's just grabbed him by like the the top of the jumper, and and looked as scary as all. And I thought, <coughs> don't don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him. I like me, I'm like panicking. Don't hit him. Thank God him. for the umpire. He just threw the ball up, and it was in our forward line, so it was just everyone just okay. Good, yeah, yeah. I was like, thank you, umpire. Like you before he does something stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think you saved the <laughs> suspension. Then Vossi, but, we love you, mate. You you look like a mad unit, and we love it. And I wish that I was you. I swear, oh, nineteen-year-old, all of the testosterone <laughs> in the world, football talent. We, you, we love it. There's another play just on it. Just sorry, I know I'm going on, but it just it just cracks me up. But uh, to hear the crowd response, there's another play on the wing uh, where the Sandy guy, you know, is kicked out in the open wing, and Voss is twenty meters behind the guy, absolutely sprinting towards him, right? And the Sandy guy's gone to grab it and done the fatal mistake of turning around. And Vossi's just, it was like this, <laughs> and that whole crowd has just gone, oh. <laughs> it just absolutely, I was like, I was like, I was going to tweet out, like, I think I just witnessed an absolute murder. Of that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, if you listen to some of the people that you and I. You had mo- six tackles on the Mostly on the you talk to, right? He's too raw. And he's too raw. He's all emotion and all bloody effort and testosterone. I think that's right? what gets fans excited that there's a, a difference to his. And game. that's it. But mate, you never know if he can just if he can be targeted with that strength and that enthusiasm and the don't argues that I've seen several times in the VFL. If he can be targeted with those, then I appreciate he's going to be on much better defenders and much stronger and wiser defenders. But it'll be very interesting if he doesn't have a particularly good game, then no problems at all. We realise that he's 19 and stuff. But it, it would be very interesting to see if they reward just significant if that was if that was Harry Jones and Pat Voss was in the um, in the side, if that was Harry Jones, Harry would walk in oh, to the side, right? He's kicking four a game. Yeah, he's yeah. kicking four a game as Harry Jones he'd walk in. It'd be interesting to see whether or not they want to yeah, I'm guess- release Vossy. Yeah, it's just how they see his age, how they see his development. Yeah. But uh, look, no matter what, it's just exciting that from last year to the player I saw to this year. Huge leaps. Developed out of sight. Yeah. And so if he has another layer of development again above above this, just not age 19, when he's 21, so has another leap again, Cheats a significant Her- player. Hurls will be loving him. 
Like hurls down there as the forward coach or the back coach. Yeah. He'd be loving, he'd be looking at you, yeah, look at him, yeah, look at you, yeah, big 19-year-old unit. I was like that one time when I was 19. Thanks for coming. I just love his Jonathan Brown stutter. Just, I mean, sorry, sorry, his step. He just walks around like... He's like, a rooster. He's, yeah. a, he's a rooster. Paul, Paul Cousins he's says... He's got the strut. Oh, sorry, I meant the strut. Yeah, yeah sorry, Paul but, Cousins yeah. has told us a few times he is extremely confident with what he sees in the mirror, and rightly so. <laughs> Have you seen the kid? He's massive. Yeah. And that's... I don't know. It, again, it's such, a, it's such a fine line for the club, whether or not they, they just... They give in to their their not yeah. the fun of it because he's performed. It's not just the fun of seeing some bloke. No, it's that not might, a gimmick. It's, the it's playing gimmick. Yeah, football. might just wipe somebody out. That's not the fun. But he's playing serious football. But then there is a lovely marketable aspect aspect of this. But then are we more professional and than having feel, to worry but it about just that? Feels like. Underneath, underneath, I must admit, it just feels like gee, the Giants at Marvel is actually a decent game for him to enter football. That's it. Does it? Does it it's feel not. That it's way? not exactly like it's not overly scary. Yeah, you've got Haynes something. and a few other guys down yeah. there. Davis may come in or may not, but it, it's not a scarier proposition. It's not like Anzac Day where you could have Sheeds bringing him in yeah. at full forward on Anzac Day or something like that. Yeah, oh, oh, be nice. So, uh, yeah. So uh, again, just. Uh, when you look at the whole week, the GWS game is a really big game for the whole season. Has to be. I, 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 I'm a bit more nervous if we're two and two, if I'm being blunt. Okay. And we've got a really hard run after that. Yeah. Three and one sets us up. Uh, it gives us a, a really good confidence going into some. Who's after GWS? Is that Anzac Day? Uh, sorry, off the top of my head, uh, we may have like one well, more. One I think more we've got before? the demons. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, Kind of got a few hard games, demons and yeah, pies, okay. and I think we've got the cats and you know, so zero and three catters. Zero and three cats. Damn. That looks a bit slow, man. I know, yeah. like that's 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 a weird like um Scotty's brother be thinking, uh, uh what, what what what? What the hell? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, Tommy Hawkins looks a bit slow at the moment. Though. I know, everybody looks a bit slow. Anywho, moving on. Yeah, that's not uh, we don't care. Yeah. So look, it's uh yeah, big game Sunday, I'll be there at Marvel. Uh, I'm sure Grandis will be there. Mate, I'll be there. Two, I think it's a 210. Large, large bells the on. The classic 210 afternoon game. So, a game of footy, yep. Uh, get along. Look, it's it's our home game. It, you know, again, uh, a bit like the Suns when the game was up for grabs, you can really tell the, uh. the crowd actually does lift our side. The bigger the crowd we can get to these games, uh, I think it really helps our side. And I think they've played well enough to for our support and – and uh, to give them, give them a massive cheer on and try and get us to three and one, which would be a, a fantastic start to the season. So get along to uh, to Marvel. I'll be cheering nuts. No matter who's playing, I don't care. I, I'm looking forward to selection just because um, I'm curious. But no matter who's picked, I'm just going to cheer on the boys. If it's Harry's picked, go kick four goals and entertain me. Mate. Go nuts. Go so nuts. I'm just in all Essendon cheer mode at the moment. Just I'm enjoying the footy no matter what. I have enjoyed, you know, I'm enjoying the first three weeks. I can see things are, are being in place. I can see the positive. I can see Don't some forget about Yeah, them. I can see some steps taken yeah. for the longer term that are really encouraging. Yep. So uh, I'm not down at all. So I'm, I'm imagine really, if we had have played that first quarter. Oh man, this would have been a totally different conversation. It'd be three and zero. We'd be three and zero, man, and it'd be all good. Beating a decent side who's up and about, like you said, one quarter. Yeah, uncontested I mean, mistakes. I That's mean, it. The Saints first two weeks, no one scored them in the last quarters. They were just running out the game really well. We kicked what three or four. four there you three go, three or four goals, right. and we we, we challenged the, them. the mistakes were bad, but and they were there. The, the mistakes were there. That's why we're sort of we're talking about it, but. If we end the pod tonight on a positive by saying... Attitude wasn't a mistake. Uh, exactly correct, right? So that first quarter, it, it is what it is. Shake your head, but move on. This week, you know they will be talking about it a lot. It'll be mm. very, very interesting to see how they come out in this first quarter. They should be breathing fire. Uh, I've, do you know what I mentioned? I forgot to mention one player. Sorry, I'm just going to go. Dylan Shields playing some Ooh, really, yeah. really good football. Yeah, uh, Two goals last week, two goals this week. Uh, really classy goals. looking goals. Yeah. Uh, playing really good impact damaging football. Uh, that's really encouraging to see. I, I, want, I didn't want to kind of leave without sort of mentioning that. Yeah, so, often, uh, often hung on when he's not playing particularly well. When he is playing particularly well, but I don't know for people just go, oh, he's supposed to play well. Well, no, it's, he deserves the recognition. So I 100% agree. Yeah, so... That's it for us. Uh, let's go Bombers uh, against the Giants on Saturday. Uh, for our Patreons, we've got our team selection show on Thursday night. That's normal. 
Uh, and wishing everyone the best. A, a happy week. Absolutely, man. Have a good week. Uh, it's a short week, baby. It's a short week. Oh, Easter. Easter, baby. So it's a short week. Like you said, Thursday night team selection. Straight after the game, or as long as it's And happy Easter to everyone on, on the weekend. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, for uh, We get back after the game, and then it'll be the post-game reaction show. Just a quick one before we close. Uh, this podcast, myself and Grant, uh, if you're listening wrong, Conley, we're, we're thinking of you. Absolutely, um, mate. Obviously, you, you posted about your... Uh, was it bleeding? In the bleeding on the brain. Yeah, he had bleeding on the brain recently and he's um, being well and truly looked after by the good people down there at the Alfred. So I saw that post today. So, mate, a massive, yeah, a massive get well soon. massive friend of the show. And, uh, you know, we talk quite a lot. Ripping guy. Uh, I just want to send all our thoughts to him and the family and, and Agree, yeah. speedy recovery and, and, and hopefully you can get back to the gym doing what you do love very, Absolutely. very soon. All right. Thanks, everyone, and have a great night. See you, guys.